your cocks out, everybody, because Shade Palace is talking about Daisy of Love. Later, Brett. We got one hot chick and a bunch of swinging dicks. And don't forget about Ricky Rackman. Let's do this shit. Hey, welcome to Shade Palace. I'm Sid, and I'm here with Anthony. Uh, It's been like a year, I think, since there was a new episode of the podcast, and uh, that's because... Zach and I broke up and I had to uh, move into a place with good, I guess, acoustics for recording. Um, So here we are. And uh, Anthony, do you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, My name is Anthony. I run the Reality Wagon podcast and affiliate podcasts and things and the Twitter account that used to harass Brett Michaels. Not enough. Quite frankly, and <laughs> now I'm at a situation where, um, you know, I've kind of a, uh, I I I feel like I've forgotten my roots, and where my roots come back to is, um, Daisy of Love and Rock of Love, and going back to you know VH1 reality television. So I'm really glad to be able to join you, um, because I know we remember. I, I think I found your tw- your podcast first when I was just like rewatching rock of love in the first place and i was like someone must be talking about this too um yeah i can't remember what came first but that's we we ended up meeting or getting in touch through twitter because you were doing these like live tweet watch alongs of rock of love right when we started podcasting rock of love and it was uh in the early days of the pandy and it was like this thing you know what i mean like don't focus on all the craziness and uncertainty of the world. Focus on what's going on under Brett's bandana. Let's throw it back to 2006 when the only thing you had to worry about was Ed Hardy and if they would say the R word on television. Um, uh, ranch dressing? That's the one. Uh, that's the one. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, so, yeah, and um, I, I think it's good. I'm happy to have you on board to uh, finish up Daisy of Love because uh, I the male perspective is very important because um, maybe you have some insight in the behavior of these gentlemen. And did you see the pics? Just to bum people out, did you see the pics of Daisy, like the most recent pictures of her? Yeah, no, I... So... Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, this show is <laughs> such a formative show for my development. Um, I love me a good toxic woman, always have, and unfortunately, I, I'm afraid I always will. And um, it, it, the, the type of girl that I've always been attracted to is uh, eerily similar to the Daisy archetype, oh, um, which means okay. that there's some, it's not Freudian, but there was some impressionist par- aspect of watching this show when I was like 10 um, that just I'm not going to be able to shake, I, I don't think, without years of therapy. Um, <laughs> so it, it's I sit there and I watch the show and like I was doing, a, you know, just a, a rewatch of the episode before this started. And like I'd already seen the whole season through and it threw me back and I was like, God damn it, Daisy's fucking hot. And then I'm friends with her on uh, Facebook, actually. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I get all the behind the scenes and not only is she... Um, unfortunate looking at the at, at the current point in time, um, mm-hmm. but she's going mm-hmm. through a lot on the mental side where she's um, she's dabbling in conspiracy theories. Um, as yeah. I mean, the pandemic has done a lot to a lot of people, so we've seen um, some of our our heroes and titans fall. Um, yes, like <laughs> people that we thought were perfectly sound of mind um, definitely succumb to this. Um, but uh, so is she. So, and I, yeah. I'm not really sure she was in the best condition to start with. <laughs> but. No, I remember following her live journal, like when this show came out and she was pretty mentally ill then. And I, you know, she's had her substance abuse problems. Um, and it's been interesting for me. I think unlike you, I've been able to shake my imprinting because like I was the type of guys on this show. I think I was very attracted to at the time this aired and now I'm more attracted to like 
uh, a Richard Dreyfus type. Uh, <laughs> and that is what we call healing question. Mark. I don't know. I haven't seen Chi Chi in a while, but I kind of figured he would turn into like a Richard Dreyfus. No, he uh, he's oh, ah, anyways, <laughs> um, he he hasn't changed. Basically, is okay. what I was going to say. He has not, and, and neither has Sinister. You know who hasn't changed? Has Fox. Fox looks exactly the same. Exactly the same, and like the same exact personality. Yeah. It's very weird. He's like a celebrity hairdresser, like 16 years later, like still doing the same shit. Like, I imagine he still refers to himself as Fox. Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, yeah. That's. Uh, um, are you ready to get into this episode? I mean, I listen. First of all, I'm happy to visit Ricky Rackman. So I, I have had limited interaction with Ricky, um, mm-hmm. but it's time that I, I go back and revisit him. It's it's been yeah. a little bit too long. <laughs> but let's um, yeah, we'll hit play. Yeah, it's um, theme song of this is. Not quite as good as Rock of Love, but it's not. It doesn't get you hyped as much. It really doesn't. Daisy looks phenomenal, though. <laughs> she she looks okay. <laughs> She's one of those people that actually like wearing. She the less clothes she wears, the better she looks. Yeah, she's one of those you know few I mean? people that looks that way. Yeah, you're right. She's one of like those when you put a bunch of floofy fabric on her she looks kind of it makes it shows how short she is she looks like a little person yeah, she's one of those rare outliers that looks better naked yeah that's true yeah oh so they're all talking in the hot tub about how much they hate fox um just like a bunch of dudes in a hot tub with one chick it's very casual i'm 110 15.5 fox is alarmingly it's- stupid yeah, like I don't think he should be allowed to drive a car. And look how long Sinister's <laughs> swimsuit is. He's wearing it's like the down baggiest, ankles. the baggiest basketball shorts you've ever seen. For 2006, they're long. Yeah, and I just is. I'm glad that look is out because like men look so weird. Like their waistbands would be below their hip bones, and then like their shorts would be down to their ankles. It made no sense. Yeah, it's like I don't need any help looking shorter than I already do. Yeah. Um, oh, Big Rig is upset because he's like, I've been so honest and other people, not to name any names, but Fox haven't been the oh, and then- aggressive makeouts in front of everybody else is, I feel more bad for the cameramen than everybody else. Cause the dudes knew what they were signing up for. I think the cameramen just know that they have to go home every day and just like hearing the sound of Fox and Daisy just like smacking tongues. Oh, and then editing it. I just, and it's so weird to me. Like, I'm not a PDA person at all. So, like, the idea of, like, making out in, like, in a hot tub with other people is very odd to me. Yeah, especially the other people that you know that you've made out with also. Yeah. It's like, you've all swapped spit at this point. This is so not COVID safe. Yeah, it's I every time I have customers like totally tonguing each other at my bar, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to call Fauci on you, but like you need to knock it off right now. Like it's, it's you're being a lot. <laughs> Daisy's about to make breakfast and God bless her. Honestly, a, a for effort. The, the pancake batter to chocolate chip ratio is one to two somehow. It, yeah, it reminds me of there's like a famous bakery in Florida, but their franchise called Gideon's Bakehouse and their cookies look like these fucking pancakes. Like it's just all more filling than cookie and it's not good. Yeah, And I, I think this is probably the first time she's ever cooked pancakes. Yeah, it, I think it's probably the first time she's ever touched a stove. It's not the last time she's ever touched a stove, but it's um I think that like it, this is watching six dudes that are just so fucking horny just lie in the same room which is honestly a testament to them and she had some bacon cooking as well but they never show it it never makes it to the plates because the pancakes are like burnt on the outside raw on the inside 
But the bacon, I'm like, where did it go? Did that just, was that so bad they didn't even eat it? (laughs) That's such a good point. I didn't even recognize that the first time. Well, I just, you know, like there's these buff guys that probably do want some bacon. They don't want to eat a chocolate chip mess. They haven't eaten a chocolate chip since 9-11. That's right. And like, yeah, these are horrific. And but Big Rig thinks it tastes good, but he probably eats like at truck stops a lot. And like Big Rig is Big Rig might be like my one of my least favorite characters on the show just because and I forgot how much I didn't like him and just because of how uh, like little of an impression he was actually willing to make. Like he would go with anything. And like like Chi-Chi was a lot more like upfront about being a pussy, but like Big Rig yeah. is equally a pussy just like wrapped in muscle. You know what Big Rig reminds me of? He's just so starved for affection that even like a crumb to him feels good. Yeah. So like the idea that a woman is making him food, he's like, he, I, I, I hate when like people get like Oliver Twist. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I, oh, I couldn't possibly accept this. And it's like, listen, like you deserve to have <laughs> someone make you pancakes. Like chill out. It's not a big deal. You got, you got one pancake that was burnt to a crisp. And no yeah, bacon. Yeah, and you're acting like it's Christmas. Yeah. It's like you, you're a man who survives on protein and you got none of it this morning. You're starving. It's 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to um, go do your lifting while Daisy's out on her date with 12-pack? Which, this is one of my favorite dates. I know Daisy did this date with Brett on Rock of Love. Like, they had dinner and drinks in a lingerie store. Mm-hmm. And now... Daisy and 12 pack are doing it and it, they have a good time. They get drunk. They try on outfits. The, this, I, so when it first came out, I looked up busy B, um, which is the lingerie store they're at in LA. And this is an incredible foreshadowing. Cause I live in LA now, but I didn't ever think that I was going to move out here. And, um, I just wanted to make it like a destination if I ever came to LA to visit Busy B. And, uh, it's been closed for a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I personally don't. I'm a little upset, um, but I wouldn't have yeah. assumed as much. And uh, yeah, so Daisy and 12 Pack are in a dressing room, and she just straight out whips out his dong. Like I feel like, yeah, oh yeah, she's like, let me undress you to put on these panties. I feel like sex stores were more of a thing back in the aughts than they are now or maybe i'm just like old but it felt like like it was like something you would do with your friends with your dates like you'd go to a sex store and like now when i go it's because like well listen i'm almost 40 so i'm like i know what i'm getting i'm in i'm out it's not like a fun girls trip (laughs) this is purely transactional yeah (laughs) yeah i just worked it out in my head i'm like no it's more about my age they probably are as popular with 20 somethings as they've always been i don't know i have never been inside of a sex shop um false actually i have but it was only ever like i think i was like a teenager and i did it as like a goof i did it as like a gag with like my friends to be like haha look at all this weird shit none of us are horny and frustrated at all this is so weird (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I was going several times a month in my 20s. But, like, it was also the raunch culture. Like, there's a podcast called The Department, and they talk about trends. And they did a series on the 2000s raunch culture, which this was... And they talk about Rock of Love a lot. This was the the era of that, where you'd go out to strip clubs on first dates. Like, it was a very weird time. America was confused. You know, we were at war. (laughs) yeah we were at war and we dealt with it by just being hella horny (laughs) um it also was the era of white trash culture yeah and i think at some point we see one of these guys i think chi chi's wears a hat later in the episode that says white trash on it yeah and like that was accepted it's no longer something to be ashamed of it's like i think it honestly should be something Uh, you know what fuck it celebrate your heritage whatever that may be who am i to tell you what to do I applaud that it it was nice that fashion was cheap. You could buy a pack of wife beaters and uh, some cutoff jeans and you were and a PBR and you were good. Mm -hmm. But also it was it was pretty trashy. And oh, so we we didn't tell people about the part where Fox is just getting all these phone calls at the house all day. Mm -hmm. He's such like a douchebag uh i don't know party boy like that like it's just like oh man what's happening 
it's, it's uh, Daisy and 12-Pack. So they're 12-Pack is trying on various lingerie. I think he's wearing more lingerie than... than da- he's tried on more than Daisy has right now, which is unfortunate. I think so. Um, but Daisy, the skirt that she's wearing is the smallest skirt, like, bikini bottom thing I've ever seen in my life. It's not even clothes. <laughs> Just don't wear clothes at that point. Yeah, it's a ruffle. And I did enjoy that 12-Pack put on the candy bikini top and she ate some um and it's pretty horny what's happening they're spanking each other and uh, oh she's going to put on the final the finale outfit just as a dude right the because she comes out dressed full spandex cop outfit um and then immediately goes into horny cop you're under arrest mode which is a personal favorite of mine and then uh full-on straddling butt on balls um and how does this man remain flaccid good question he must have be you, or have we gotten a good shot of his dingling we haven't but we do uh not to spoil anything for the audience but during the uh f- the like finale recap show um uh-huh. they show full-on nudity oh shit and it's like dude's dicks it's actually really impressive. I've never seen dudes' dicks on TV. I can't wait. Um, maybe either, you know, the drinking or maybe he just gets so many hot chicks that it's, I, I don't know. But this is this is a good question. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sinister uh, decided it's a good idea to write a song. Um, because that this is also the era of um the singer songwriter being yeah. i think really glamorized and something that people could aspire to because it meant that you didn't have to necessarily be like you know that good looking or charming you could just write you know pretty standard a b a b rhyme and put it on kind of four chords and be all and right it's going to be so uncomfortable there is nothing more uncomfortable than being one-on-one with someone and them looking you in the eye and playing a song they wrote for you it is very uncomfortable yeah, like i do Daisy, not like it you drive me crazy <laughs> yeah that's it's like i mean that they write themselves but they really do yeah um oh and now they're hatching their plan that the next time the phone rings they're gonna say to whichever one of fox's friends it is that uh, he went home because Daisy found out about his girlfriend and then they're going to try to dig up dirt. Like, yeah, so how long was he with her? Like, they're, they are going to try to get the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guys are really conspiring against Fox and I chalk that up to just being petty. I think it's like can't can't beat him, so they're just going to like kind of gang up on him. It's um also he's real annoying. He is. He is. Like I feel like the the rest of the guys on all in all kind of probably get along kind of okay. Like I think Flex and 12 Pack got their little bromance thing going on. But speaking of 12 They're Pack. They're my favorite. Like he's not 12 Pack no more. No, no, no. He's Dave. He, he's Dave. Yeah. He he doesn't like her calling him a name that another woman gave him and f- from now on he wants to be Dave to her. And he spits like some, it's kind of cheesy, but it's some good game. It's not bad. And also like you want to, if you want to create a physical and actually a very physical connection with, with Daisy, like just be, give you, give her a little bit of something that's maybe sort of meaningful, which is like, just call me by my name, my actual real American name. And uh, yeah, she's just putty in your hands. Like she's like been that damaged in the past. And you can tell that like, (laughs) that's kind of all it takes. Yeah, I think she really enjoys emotional intensity and I assume emotional drama and conflict. Um, so that sort of thing is going to get her going. Yeah. She he, doesn't care if you have a job no. or a place to live because like London's homeless and she was really into him. Yeah. But if, you know, if you can look her in the eye, she's going to like get super wet. <laughs> Chi Chi's outfit is outrageous but they usually are it's all yeah. he, he chi loves himself a good monochrome and th- yes this one he's showing such little skin from his shoulders to his ankles but it's 
a sliver of his shin. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of how I used to wear shorts because he has knee-high socks and then long shorts because I always had mom thighs. Like, I, my lower half of my body is 30 years older than the upper half. And before years of Pilates, I used to kind of chichi it a little. I'd do a knee-high sock and a long short. And it's like, just wear pants. Like, this is... Just wear some fucking pants. If you don't want to show any skin, wear some pants. Yeah, it's it's... It's it, quite frankly, this isn't that's it's an offensive look to me. I don't like it. Yeah, it takes me back to a time that I'd prefer not to, like when I used to dress like that when I was probably in like seventh grade. Um, there's a great moment in the Lemmy documentary where he's working on an album at the same studio that Anthrax is recording at, and Lemmy wears like really short cutoff shorts and Scott Ian says to him one day like what's up with the shorts like what is going on there and Lemmy's like you see those things that go down to your knees those are pants these are shorts <laughs> and it like cuts to a picture of Lemmy in his little like booty cutoff jeans and I'm like he has a Lemmy was right that's what I'm saying Oh, I love too that like Sinister is like waiting in Daisy's room. He laid out like rose petals. And she's going to walk in in her leather cop outfit and 12 pack is wearing a women's pair of leopard boy short underpants. This is with the tag still on. Probably the worst part was the make out goodbye and then turning around to Sinister and being like, you look so cute right now. It's a lot. And I, why didn't they just rip the tags off? Did the tag is on Daisy's outfit too? Uh, they gotta, re- they gotta return it. They're on a VH1 2007 budget. I guess so. I thought Fifty One Minds had more money than this. <laughs> you know, and so Sinister starts to sing, and I remember watching this the first time and being like, "Man, don't fucking do it." And I think I actually tweeted something like that, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, don't do it." And he did it. And then he does it. <laughs> But uh, and then I was rewatching it this time, and I was like, he uh, it's not that bad. It's not bad, but he starts and then messes up and starts over, and he's so like nervous, tortured artist, and it's kind of like plays it up. Yeah, it, it's just weird. I'm like, aren't you in a band that plays in front of live audiences? Like, most musicians are pretty comfortable. Uh, and the, I guess the only thing making him uncomfortable would be his feelings for Daisy, which if that is making him shaky, it's kind of disturbing, right? You've known her for what, a week? <laughs> I'd say we give him a little more credit and say he's known her for two, but okay. He's no- yeah, I, but that even that, I mean, I went back and tried to do some research into his band and where they played. He says it in the show in this episode. And he's like, yeah, he played in front of 20,000 people. I don't know if that's true or not, but let's say he's saying in front of half of those people, Daisy is the least threatening person I've ever done anything in front of. Like, yeah. I mean, like even if you've only ever played in front of 10 people at the library, like I wish they would be all 10 daisies. Like, I'd rather play in front yeah. of Daisy than one person. This kiss is the worst kiss on the show. It's the worst kiss in the entire show. She's doing it out of obligation. Oh, and he has, like, a weird little girl clippy holding his weird <laughs> hair back. He, so like, see the he like sucks undercut. her tongue. She, like, puts her tongue out to, like, tongue kiss him, and he goes in for, like, very formal, like, eighth grade formal dance kiss. There is nothing worse than someone doing some weird shit to your mouth during a kiss yeah where you're like what where did that come from yeah he goes closed mouth she goes tongue full spear and then falls off the stage his eyebrows are killing me too (laughs) like i i cannot the man looks the exact same in black and white (laughs) except for the horrendous colored tattoos yeah, I, I'm really glad I made it out of the aughts without getting sleeve tattoos because it just it do, it does make you look older because the minute you see someone with a sleeve, you go, oh, you're like 40. You know what I mean? Because that's just what everyone did then. I don't I think now like tattoos, they do a more prison si- style. It's like kind of piecemeal. Yeah, I mean, I like the look of like a sleeve, but I don't I'm just personally don't like color. Like I think yeah. I think that color does start to look 
old or like it can start to, you know, it, I just want my tattoo to match my outfit. And like, yeah, and it's not going to. It's never it's gonna if it's got splashes of purple in it and shit. I am so on board with that because I like like the kids now. They'll just get like kind of a line drawing tattoo, and I'm like just like black and white, simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it makes a little more sense to me, but I don't have any tattoos, and I'm I'm glad for that because I changed my mind too much. Like I would I'd get it and I would hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine being 80 years old and you're trying to like jerk yourself off and you look down and you have like this sleeve that Sinister has. I would just I, it would bother me. It's like I watch too much um, like MILF pornography um, where you can <laughs> tell that they just got like these horrendous tramp stamps. And it's like, oh, man, I know that you were the same age as Daisy was in, in 2007 because yep. you have the exact oh. you had the same tattoo artist. Yep, that is too. You told the tramp stamp god, and now twelve pack is just like drunk and being muscular and and kind of gay in the room. That man has the sharpest chin strap I've ever seen in my life. Twelve twelve Those pack does that thing could cut glass. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Why did anyone think those ever looked good? The the facial hair on this show is just bad, but you can tell that the people on the show, some of them can actually grow facial hair and they choose not to. Like they choose to get rid of almost all of it in for a little piece of shit soul patch, like what Sinister yeah. has. And it's like, why would you keep just the piece of shit under your lip? Yeah, Sinister has a soul patch. Chi Chi has like a bush on the underside of his chin. Chi Chi has in when they go to to sit down here in a little bit. It's the roundest, like like you want to see a, like a tale of two cities of of horrendous late two thousands facial hair. It's Chi Chi's got the roundest chin strap you've ever seen, <laughs> and uh, twelve packs just got this like razor sharp, chiseled uh, chin strap beard. That is so well, you know what? He has a stronger body, stronger chin strap. Yeah, but like Chi Chi needs more work. Like, he, yes. he needs all the help well, he can get. Yeah, I think wouldn't they say how much he weighs? It was like <laughs> less than what I weigh. It's probably I can't sev- remember. He looks like he weighs 78 pounds. Yeah. Um, so they're having dinner with Ricky. It's Daisy, Big Rig, Chi Chi. Is Flex, I can't remember is Flex dipping? Is at the table. What? Is Flex dipping? Does he have like chewing tobacco in his oh. mouth right now? I think yeah, he does. He's got a full on chaw in. Yeah, he's now I know why she didn't go for him. He's got a full on chaw. Yeah, that's weird. I, this throws back to the era when you could smoke cigarettes on TV, which I'm gonna argue is the coolest era in television. Yeah, I don't because you can't now. I don't know. I think it might just be taboo. Like I'm sure I'm sure if you did, like you would get some letter from some mom's association and you would just get shamed into taking it down. Well, yeah, they have those warnings on Disney, like before old programming that's like warning they're smoking in this programming. <laughs> like you're like, what? This is like one of the most pussified mo- Chi moments, probably in the entire show. He looks like a wounded animal. Well, he looks like a Mon Chi and he just confessed that even if Daisy doesn't choose him, he just wants Daisy to be happy because he really cares about her. But he says it. And you know what he is? He, he's such he's such a whiny, limp-dicked person. He is like a slice of... Like, he's like a craft singles of a person. Like, it doesn't taste good. It cracks under pressure. It's cheap. Like, he is a craft singles. That's... Yep. That's exactly what he is. He's a, he's a glittery, studded craft single (laughs) and then big rig is like letting everyone argue and he's like i'm just gonna eat this spaghetti the funniest thing about this and on rewatch i noticed was um they they give them a colossal portion of pasta like so much pasta (laughs) and it's like what did you expect to happen it's like you gave them eight servings of pasta did you expect them to eat all of it it's like Fox Fox weighs 112 pounds and he's eating one one leaf of lettuce and he's going to call it a night. I wonder if they thought like if we give them a lot of food, they'll stay at the table longer because it'll take longer to eat. 
and it's spaghetti, which is it requires a little more effort. I don't know. Maybe they're like this will keep them around the table. I think that's fair. I think that's actually uh, that that might be a fair approach. I tend to believe that it might be a bit of staging so they have a prop. Oh yeah, you know what? That's true. It because number one, it shows up more on camera, and um, and when they get in a fight, like the producers were probably hoping they would fling yeah. spaghetti at each other. What's well, like you know, like in like Jerry Springer or whatever, when they like give both of the people in a, a glass of water to like like oh no no calm down here have a gl- have a full glass of water each of you. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a prop to be flung at each other. Daisy looks like she's still pretty drunk from her date. Oh, shit. Okay, so Fox's girlfriend calls and asks for him. And I think they're going to go get Daisy to talk to his girlfriend on the phone. You know, like, yeah, here we go. This is something where I honestly have to wonder how long they were sitting at the table. So, So you might be right with the pasta thing. I mean, also when you're arguing, like they've been, it it takes you longer to eat your food. That could be it. Oh shit! So yeah, Daisy is answering the phone. Steps away from the table. Twelve pack is still knocked out. Now I'm like looking to see if he's getting like a sleep boner. I'm very, I'm too cute into his erection status now Daisy's talking and I wonder if production had Fox's girlfriend call it had to be it always is it's like they they, all this stuff is so staged that they can't ever time it perfect like it just has to be that way but there is something genuine about how all the guys are reacting that they think that they did something like like this isn't staged for them like all of them are genuinely like fuck yeah we did it like like flex is straight up fist pumping and like like praying to god like like you the man type thing like this is they all genuinely think they just like thwarted fox yeah and like daisy confirmed with the girlfriend like they live together it's they are in a relationship um and now she's going to get fox to talk on the phone and she's all seductive like you have a phone call you know ricky aged really fast have you seen him lately well he's a yeah he's an old man because he's in his 50s right i think in this show he's in his 40s has to be early 40s yeah and then that would make him god probably late 50s now but yeah it was 16 no maybe 15 years ago it kind of accelerates yeah i mean if you look at the way daisy aged fuck yeah i think it's like the lifestyle too is like these guys are all on the fringes of the the fringes of the fringes of celebrity in la 15 years ago and then you see them they're still here and it's like whoa whoa really overdue like you've you've spoiled yeah except for heather she still looks fantastic heather from rock of love i haven't seen heather in a while she still looks amazing is she doing something with um oh what's her name redhead they started a podcast called talk of love and they had a huge public falling out and uh, Lacey changed all the passwords and locked Heather out. And now Lacey does it on her own and interviews ex-contestants. Lacey's crazy. Like, she threatens to sue people who talk poorly about her on Reddit. And podcasts who talk about Rock of Love are scared to talk about her because she's super litigious. But she's a crazy person. And I... I had to quit. I was trying to listen to that for this show because she would have guests on, you know, that were contestants. Um, But Heather was great. And when it's just Lacey, Lacey is Lacey. And she is. If she were five years old, you would describe her as precocious, but she's fucking 40 something. And so she's just annoying. And I, I just can't listen to her. 
But she had Daisy on recently. So she does like solo podcasts, some of them? What? So she does does she do some of those those podcasts solo? No, she after Heather after she booted Heather, she does it all with a different former uh like fifty one minds contestant on each episode. Got it. And then she like reports accounts that post negative comments on YouTube. I think she got off YouTube completely and created her own streaming platform behind a paywall because she couldn't just use Patreon like a normal person. And so you have to subscribe to her personal streaming platform to be able to watch Talk of Love or listen to Talk of Love now. And it's like, Lacey, you're an annoying bitch. Like, I'm not paying for that. She, um, I saw that she was interviewing, I think, like Brandy C., and mm-hmm. that was one where I was like, I wanted to buy it to see what Brandy C was had to say, because she went through some shit too. Like, yeah, she was in porn, like she did multiple porns, and like, mm-hmm. like right around the exact same time, like so much so that I can't remember. Like, I was never able to pinpoint. And trust me, I did a lot of research to try and figure <laughs> out when she actually did it chronologically. Um. And, uh, like, I wanted to hear some of those interviews, but I was like, do I really need to give Lacey money? And the answer, and the answer is was no. no. Yeah. Oh, so on the show, Fox is trying to defense, defend himself, and he's talking his normal Fox word <laughs> salad, and all the other guys are losing their minds. They're just throwing this like, shit. They. Yeah. Uh, is this toxic masculinity? Is that what that word means? That these guys, like, they're upset at one person's behavior so they're gonna break everything in the whole house yeah it's uh it's and it's also it makes you think like you know how they have that like those prop things that are just designed to be shattered like those glasses Mm -hmm. that like just shatter on their own like there are so many broken glasses like daisy went and like after she got off the phone with fox's girlfriend and like like lightly tapped a glass and I swore it shattered off of like a ring that was on her hand. Like it shattered before it hit the ground. It was like, it was made of like crystal. I was like, that's a good point. Cause that is not how glasses break when they get broken at my bar. Yeah. For sure. They kind of go into just a couple pieces. They don't shatter like car windows. Yeah. It's like they just set, set the place up with a whole bunch of props and to, to be shattered, which is, I mean, very well done by them. Yeah, and just as you said, that big rig kicked a coffee table that was clearly made out of styrofoam. <laughs> Thing floated away. Oh, fuck. Flex wants to kill Fox. He doesn't want to spend the night in the house with him. I, I, that seems excessive, yeah? Yeah. Th- they all are, though. It's like th- they all are these drama queens. Yeah, Big Rig just like spit a big old loogie in Fox's bed. It's intense. Yeah. What happened to good old fashioned competition and just like being better than the man next to you? Yeah, just like mind your own business, stay on your own path, and take that to the finish line. I mean, oh, Ricky's got to counsel Daisy. Mm hmm. But- and, and once again, as I've always said on this show, um, if I were Daisy, I would just pick Ricky because he's literally better than any of the guys in the house. And not just because he's older, but he also uh, has his own money and a career. Yeah, he, he's he just I mean, clearly he's the one who's most put together. Um, yeah. But also he, he just seems like an actual real life person. And like that's after having already been exposed to more Hollywood than any than probably all these people put together. Well, yeah, because he owned, I don't know if he still owns it, but he owned a very successful rock club in L.A. for decades. And then he had his MTV career. So I I think, like, he could be an L.A. douchebag, but he's not. He's just, like, a normal dude. Yeah. And because he's older, he could, Jay-Z could probably benefit from some um, adult supervision, (laughs) some (laughs) guidance. She needs a keeper. And I don't really trust you know, Sinister to do it. No. Oh my God. I bet Sinister doesn't know how to do his own laundry. Like I, I bet he takes it to his mom's every Sunday night. I think he probably still does. He, uh, his last tweet was, uh, just a TikTok link and it was like, follow me on TikTok. And I click that link four times. It's broken, but now I need no. to find, I need to find Sinister on TikTok. It's from like two years ago, like his last uh... tweet. So like, I don't know what's going on, but I will stop at nothing. To find Sinister's TikTok. 
He probably deleted it. He probably did. Ugh, we're missing out on so much. Really are. Uh, once again, why is the wall behind Daisy covered in roses and not daisies? <laughs> I guess because roses are for love? Question mark. I that's gotta be it. Um, I wonder what they're gonna argue. He's about. wearing lipstick. He's Flex is wearing lipstick. Oh God, show me Flex. I, th- I wonder once uh, Fox is gone, because clearly he's going to go home. I wonder what they're going to argue about in the house now, because they their common enemy enemy will leave. Yeah, it's, they've done it before too. It's been a little while since I saw some of the previous episodes, but they always they it's the it's the common uh, reality show competition. See, is he wearing lipstick? Am I wrong? Yes. Flex is wearing lipstick. He is wearing eyeliner. And he's wearing a foundation. He's wearing a lot of things. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. But they always like single out one person. It's easier to be like part of the pack taking on the one. It's like, at least it's not me mentality. Um, Which is kind of weird because you're all competing for the one girl. But they do it like The Bachelor and stuff like that too. So. Yeah, I think it's just natural to like buddy up because you don't want to be all alone. And it's like, okay, we'll we'll uh, be friends till the end, and then we'll fight each other, which is kind of what Lacey and Heather did, right? When they had their big blowout on Rock of Love, Chi-Chi's like up until that point, they were running strategy together, right? Chi-Chi's like, at least she's fucking sinister, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think like. Chi Chi would kind of get off on her being with Sinister because if he like if they fucked in the next room and he could hear it, I think he'd be real into that. A hundred percent without question. So the guys are getting a little upset because she keeps hinting like Daisy's doing like the, the thing where she's like, I don't know, like. I think that, you know, everybody in the house wants me to make one decision based on everything that's happened, like to vote out or not. Yeah. To vote out flex pretty much or not flex, vote out Fox pretty much. And um, Mm -hmm. the guys are starting to, you know, roll their eyes quite obviously and shrug their shoulders and huff and puff. And Uh, bunch of Yeah, Chi-Chi looks like a little baby bull, like just like getting ready to charge. (laughs) Yeah. His little nostrils are flaring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so she asks everyone if she keeps Fox in the house. Are, there wi- are they willing to stay? There's just a whole lot of, like, do whatever you want. Doesn't matter. I apologize for staff for snapping. You have my heart, even though I met you 17 days ago. Yeah, Big Rig is something. Mm-hmm. Did he show her pictures of his kid yet? He gave her a picture of his kid. Oh, like what when a they had turn that on. Isn't that weird? Nothing like, like, I want to make you the future ex-wife of my ex. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, it's there. some real country <laughs> shit to be like, I drive a big rig, here's my son, he's my heart, you're going to raise him when I'm on the road, and uh, I'm sorry, what was your middle name, darling? <laughs> like, it's just some real country-ass shit like, to be given a picture of yeah. your son on a, a first date. So here's the only picture I have of my child, because we don't have a camera, and I'm giving yeah. it to you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Or he packed extra, which is even weirder. <laughs> And Fox is going into his talking circles thing. It, I had a, I guess, an entire year break from hearing him speak, and I forgot how awful it. It's very difficult to listen to him talk because it's so weird and word salady and so low IQ. Like you can, you can feel the strain the mental strain on him as he's trying to make sense and they do so much too like like in these shows to like make people sound dumb and like make this make the situation fit a particular mold usually um and mm-hmm. they 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 make an emphasis to like not dress it up like no hard cuts no dumb like quirky music behind him or anything like that usually they just let him fucking talk 
They just give and it, it. It does itself. He does. Yeah, he it does it for clear. himself. It's really impressive. A plus oh, work. Man. But yeah, there goes Fox. She, yeah, she sent him home. Um, and then he's like, uh, "It's the end of my time here, but maybe not. Time is endless." Like he's just. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> They uh the editors of this show and all of these what is this fifty one minds is that the production company yeah. for these um I really want to figure out and I might just look through the credits one of these days and just kind of put together or like where are they now just of like the production crew that does all like the editing and stuff like on the creative side because they're actually really talented and very funny people like they're the whole like Fox things and putting like the Fox music behind every time he talks and everything. And like overlaying the, um, they did it a little bit earlier overlaying like London's face over sinister when he was yes. singing. like, that's, that's genuinely very funny. And I, uh, I don't think they get enough credit. I hope they're on to bigger and better things. Well, I don't know if it's the same production crew, um, but I thought 51 Minds had gone bankrupt after the whole murder scandal, but they're still in business. And I believe they make a uh, below deck if I, I could be wrong on that. But I, I think I remember that. No way. Um, and the scene that we're seeing is the credits roll is uh, 12 packs in bed. And everyone's asking him how many times Fox teabagged him the night before. And he says, oh, three or four. Yeah, that was weird. that was weird. Um, because he seemed like okay with it, like that didn't yeah, seem like it was I, really an issue for any of. Them. I can't, I can't tell if they were um like joking, if faking, if it was a joke or like, uh, I don't know, but uh, I guess um or or twelve pack is gay, and that's the whole reason why he didn't get a boner in the lingerie store with Daisy. Yeah. He's like, I just, I'm just not here right now. I'm not feeling it, Daisy. I'm sure you look yeah, good to someone, but not me right now. But not me, because you're not a dude. Oh, um, they also, I, they, Flex, like, is probably one of my more favorite characters in this show. This show is, like, a definitely a time capsule. Um, drops a hard R. Not a hard R. Oh, no, not that one. Um, but he drops an R word, and then drops just a gay slur, like, right after it. Like, boom, boom, two pieces it. At flat or at Fox, like in the this. homophobia is real strong on these shows for sure, big time. Um, in a way that you wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be okay today. And it's weird how quickly culture changes. Uh, because also like it was the era of like hipster racism. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, for the listeners, Anthony's a little younger than me. I'm not familiar with the concept, but I'm I'm here to learn. Uh, the aughts were home to something called uh, or or dubbed hipster racism, where people would make racist statements, but like I, it would be quote unquote ironic, right? It was the era of ironic humor, so it would be they would say something racist, and it was supposed to be funny because. We, because I'm not racist, so when I say racist things, it's funny because it's ironic. Um, it, it's and I like it was everywhere during the aughts. Like it was just a cultural norm where people would be, and they're like, "I'm doing a caricature of someone who's racist. I'm not actually racist, but I'm saying the things that that person would say." It was very weird. That okay, I didn't know that that existed. I didn't know that was a thing. A very weird thing but i'm going to put myself in that that mindset and be like okay that that was the norm that kind of might explain why like there are so many tweets that are out there from like 2009 that are just like straight up the n-word yeah and it's like and it's and they're from like celebrities and you're like wait a second (laughs) like like this is or like not even just that like maybe it'll be like like a, a pretty racist statement and just like on twitter and you're like, well, mm-hmm. that's just sandwiched amongst all of your early Twitter, too. Like, just all of your early Twitter, which is like, I'm making a sandwich and I'm going to the store, like, tweets. And then it'll just be yeah. like, like super racist Asian <laughs> Asian tweet. And it's not even funny. No, like, it just doesn't. Is it wasn't <laughs> even a clever joke that happened to involve a matter of race. It was just straight out it's racism. It's just a declaration. We like, ha, 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 ha. Like, what? Yeah. It's. It reminds me of, hold on, I'm going to, uh, never mind, I'll wait. 
Um, it reminds me of like in the seventies, Randy Newman put out that album called Southerners, and in it he sings as a character of a Southerner. But the album got really popular because he was making a political statement about like racists and ignorance and whatever. But his album sold like hotcakes in the South because like racist people didn't realize that it was making fun of them. They just were like, oh, he's singing the N word over and over again. Um, and Malcolm Gladwell has a really good podcast about it. Uh, but it's so it's it's kind of like how hipster racism was where it's like, no, it's it's actually not funny. <laughs> like what? I don't know. It's so weird. But uh, there's some good articles like out there, I think, from like Gawker of the time uh, kind of dissecting that era because people would just say horrible, horrible things. Uh, I mean, and it was the era of per Perez Hilton just drawing cum on actresses faces. And, you know, it, it was a weird time. People were mean. And it was supposed to be funny. I'd say I was I was there, but I wasn't. I was just a little bit too young. It was like right around what is this? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I was like ten, eleven. So I was there just to understand, like just to like the catch the the pan drippings of everything, which is like Daisy of Love and Rock of Love. So <laughs> uh, Brett Michaels shepherded me through a lot of this time, but I really didn't dive into all like the socio political underlyings of all of this so i feel like i need to do a little bit of history research listen to the department's series on the aughts because like i was i was in my 20s at this time and so i was going to you know white quote-unquote white trash parties and like i was fully engaged in this sort of i guess culture i had hair extensions and i cut up my clothes and it's you know wore bras on the outside it was a it was a weird time that it was but I, and i and listen i'm sure that i said i said very wrong wrong things like sometimes i'll like i'll get like a flashback in my memory of something i said in 2006 and i'm just like i want to fucking die i'm like i can't believe i said that um I will not reiterate any of those statements, but I, it's like it's something that like that guilt is in my core. But it's like that's how we all spoke. So weird. It's it's a strange thing that uh, everyone, I guess, because like I didn't even realize it was a culture thing. Like I didn't realize that everyone was on that same page um, or that like that was like the thing that like not that necessarily that everyone did, but just like it was understood that that's what maybe even some people did in terms of that, like whatever hipster racism but then like yeah being like um that some people are just able to like completely turn that around and now be like completely on the offensive and be like the like the what is it like the ones holding like the pitchforks and the torches yeah and it's like i i, I always am like you have to give people room to learn because we all make mistakes and and culture changes very quickly and sometimes it's just it is a matter of not knowing any better and it's like you take a minute to t explain to them before you before you light someone on fire just explain to them why that was wrong and then they might go oh fuck you know what i mean like the, it, there's an opportunity for a light bulb moment um but yeah like i do i have friends who I, are like hella woke, like super wokester, want to cancel people for saying the wrong thing. Um, you know, like if they'll just accuse anyone of being racist or fatphobic or transphobic or whatever. But I'm like, I remember when you dropped the N bomb, ironically, like I, I remember, I remember that that is in my memory. So like, let's not act like you're a perfect human being. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh, Nope. I, I mean, I, it's not even, I don't have, I, well, I went through a phase on Facebook when I was just, I thought I was like being funny or it was just like, it was my Twitter before my Twitter was before the reality wagon Twitter. And it just became my, my garbage dump of just thoughts I had. And, uh, I would just post like random things. So it's just thoughts I'd just be like, this is my joke thing. Cause maybe I'm funny. The answer was I'm probably not, but none of them were offensive, but even the ones that are marginally are the ones that I take down now. Cause I know that like, Ooh, if anyone digs through this, like it takes any of this a little bit out of context. I can only imagine like knowing that there's like stuff out there that like, if you had anything like really, really deep buried. Well, yeah, no one wants their 2022 self to be judged by what they did in tw 2008 you know what i mean because you're like i'm not that person anymore like ho hopefully 
people grow and they develop um and and they don't uh you know what i mean because i'm like yeah don't don't i would never judge somebody for who they were 10 years ago because i assume that they've had growth in that time um if they haven't then that's weird but i mean daisy's grown into conspiracy theories a lot of them i'll send some over um i wish i wish i had some to reference there's a lot of covid ones understandably so she's very skeptical of the government skeptical of china um Mm -hmm. she is like tinfoil hat material like like that that's where she that's where she's at um it's tough to see it's it's tough to watch your heroes do that um she's she's gone through she's gone through a lot she really has and like like I oh man she's like so broke too. Um Oh really? Yeah, she's she's not doing great. It's like I so I reached out to her uh a while back. It was probably yeah, it was probably about over a year ago. Um cuz she was like like hey, I need a podcast producer blah blah blah. Oh yeah. And I was and this I actually was talking to you too cuz I was like uh, as I uh I reached out to her um, and I was like, Hey, like, let me do it. Like, I'll produce your podcast. I know how to do this. Like, like, um, like I know you wanted, she wanted someone in person. She wanted like to book studio time and she had like no money to do it. And I was like, you don't need all of that. Like you, everyone thinks you need like a whole bunch of shit and you really don't need that much equipment to do this. And, uh, then it kind of went cold and then she came back again and I hit her up again. She didn't reply back. So I want to hit her up again and see what she's up to. Cause if we could just have like the Daisy of love conspiracy hour, like, do you oh, know how happy that would make me? That would be amazing. And it is, it is sad when you see some of these people who they never let their dreams of like a Hollywood career die. And so they never moved into real jobs. Cause when, Heather started that talk of love podcast with Lacey. Neither one of them had any money and Heather like opened a credit card to put $600 on it to like get what they needed to start their podcast. And like when she was, and like a lot of what her and Heather were arguing over was like, that $600 and then $200 per episode to pay an editor, which again, you don't need, but I'm just like, Okay, but like you're grown adults, like you don't have a a say, you don't have money in your checking, you don't have money in your savings. Like before you started a podcast, you didn't like do a financial workup of what it would into. Like what are we talking about? Like you're you're fucking for in your forties, and neither one of you has six hundred dollars. It's I'm shocked, but neither one of them just like went ahead and got a career. You know, if I wanted to start a real grift, I would put together like a real nice little landing page on like Wix and just start telling people I'll produce their podcasts and like doing nothing. No, not nothing, but you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to make a podcast sound decent. It's like, it's, I'm not, no one's recording in like super high fidelity and I don't have to do a whole bunch to like really audit, like produce it down. And, uh, these people will pay literally anything. Cause I guess charge them $1,200 to get them started. Yeah. And the thing is you won't have to do any work after that because everyone starts a podcast and quits because they find out it's actual work. They're like, Oh, I can talk into a mic. And then they realize that it's, it's research and writing and social media and editing. And then they, they quit very soon after. Yeah. No, I'll take your, I'll take your one-time startup fee. It's non-refundable. Yeah. Absolutely. Non-refundable. Give me $1,200. I'll set up your SoundCloud and, <laughs> your rss to apple feed and um you know and then you can quit and we'll call it a day yeah clean as that i'm into it let's start grifting let's do it i've been looking for a new hustle i've just wanted to be like kind of involved in the shady underbelly of the world Uh, i've been living my life too above board and i want to start doing something that is not criminal but feels criminal. Yeah, I want to do something that makes me feel dirty every day. <laughs> I, I I have a hard time, like, or not a hard time. I have a very easy time looking at myself in the mirror because I, I go and you're, I'm like, I'm a very wholesome soul. Like, mm-hmm. I don't do anything wrong. I don't, I don't manipulate yeah. others on purpose. But I think all that changes with um, our new little enterprise. So. Yeah, y- you can get that bad boy edge and maybe Daisy will be more receptive to your emails. <laughs> <laughs> she might. Maybe maybe that's the name of our production company is Bad Boy Edge. Oh my god, I love it. That might be yeah, it. I think it's Bad I love it. Bad Boy Edge Productions.
Um, well, I guess you want to do this again um, for the listeners. We'll, we'll say we want to do this again next week. <laughs> I forget how it ends. What? I forget. What am I supposed to say? I think. Uh, how, did, how did it oh, end last time? Oh, I know what I say. I'm like, so you want to do this again next week? And then you say, don't threaten me with a good Oh, time. that's right. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I obviously it's not like I listen to any old episodes to get ready for this. <laughs> Because uh, that would be really weird and sad. Uh, I listen to a couple right. too, don't worry. Um, you want to do this again next week? Well, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs>